Hey, welcome to Make It So So, a podcast about the not-so-good episodes of Star Trek. This episode, we're doing a special edition episode on Star Trek Beyond, which is the third movie in the J.J. Abrams-verse of Star Trek films. But first, my name's Newman. Hey, I'm Beth. I'm Dan. Uh, brief synopsis. Well, you know, Star Trek fans have seen this movie already, but a brief synopsis of yeah, the film. Yeah, uh, The Enterprise um, basically becomes a derelict wreck on a planet where a mysterious villain is trying to wreak havoc on the Federation. Uh, Dan, you want to start off with your first impression? Absolutely. But before I do that, I've got to apologize because uh, we yeah. recorded a- an episode already. Uh, the the last outpost from season one is that right? One. Yes, season one. Yep. Yeah, and uh, because of two factors, computers are hard, and I'm a <laughs> dumb dumb. It's true, it's and dumb. those two together means I deleted all of Beth and my audio, and I so I do have Newman's responses to our questions and his <laughs> questions without our responses. But um, which would be a hilarious podcast uh, yeah. by itself. Uh, it, so it it's is for all the the Newman only fans out there. Yeah, which there yes. are many. Maybe so. uh, if, well, if we ever get you. like a some some kind of special feature, we'll, yeah. we'll release I'll, Newman's I'll third of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you know, so. it, it happens. I mean, I, I I don't think I listened to a single podcast that hasn't made like the same kind of announcement, you know, at some point, right. like corrupted so, audio. So, so I'm an idiot. I'm going to, I'm going to pretend that it was corrupted audio and not my own confidence, which <laughs> I guess is, is essentially the same thing. Yeah. So sure. anyway, my <laughs> first impression of star Trek beyond, I loved star Trek beyond. Yay. Hey, all right. I also hated star trek beyond <laughs> well, it's like, very cool you ever, you ever been to the movies and like you're like oh man that was awesome that was just a fun experience and you're just yeah. like pumped and you're talking about different scenes with your friends on the way out and like sure. just about the time you get out of the theater when like fresh air hits you you're just like oh yeah why why did this happen or mm-hmm. what 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 was the deal with this Mm-hmm. And then, like, all those doubts creep in. Mm-mm. But if that, like, second phase just piled on, yeah. that was my experience with Star Trek Beyond. It That's was so... super, super fun while the, while it was being delivered. And it yeah. quickly decayed into just okay. I, I do Aww. that with movies, too. Uh, yeah. That's just, well, you guys will be happy to know I never do that with movies. That, <laughs> no, I never let doubt I think that's in. great. Right. I always so, love them. So what is your first impression, Beth? <laughs> okay, so my first impression is very similar. I loved Star Trek Beyond, period, I guess. Great. <laughs> I thought it was great. And um, I, I, we can get into this in a couple minutes because I want to hear what Newman's impressions are. But I really... Mm loved that the movie opens with some really interesting themes that uh, people who are involved in space travel uh, are dealing with today. So I'll leave it there because I want to hear yeah. Newman's reaction and then we can maybe get back to that. So go ahead, New. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, I am similar to you, Beth, and the first half of, of, of Dan's uh, <laughs> first take. I, I like this movie quite a bit. 
Um, I would say when I first saw it, I thought it was the second best in the Abrams universe. Oh, um, nice. Which one was I the think, first first best? Uh, you, I like the first, the first the, one. The 2009 one. Okay. I like that movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think Beyond is my favorite. Really? J.J. Abrams one. Hey, yeah. All right. Um, cool. And... And we can get into this more, but I think it really captures the characters the best in this one. I think Hmm. this is the movie where the characters become their own characters and they lose the shackles of the people they were trying to imitate in the first two movies. Okay, that's Um, really Yeah. Especially the second movie. The second movie, I felt like they were just playing characters of... Oh, yeah, no, the second... Well, they into had darkness? pretty big shoes. Yeah. yeah, into darkness. They had pretty that's big shoes. Widely to fill. regarded as garbage. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, not by um, me. Okay. Not no, by I me. said widely, <laughs> and by rational <laughs> people. I, of, into darkness. I, I thought into darkness was great, but it did I, have big shoes to fill. I mean, like Wrath of Khan. You know, Khan yeah. is like a really beloved character from the original series. But that's kind of my problem movies. with part two. We we yeah. can do a little like like a. Addendum on part on part two, um, sure. Later, but yeah, I I really feel the characters became their own characters in this movie, <clears throat> um, and it just had that really good sense of space adventure. Yeah, um, that Star Trek yeah. hasn't seen since like the the Shatner era movies. Yeah, um, uh, I in my opinion, I don't believe I've ever seen any of those the old movies. Oh, you should, you should. Yeah, uh, well, we, I, we did I, a movie I hear, night one time. I hear. With them. I know you've seen people one. talking about them, yeah, with uh, positive light. Yeah. But we uh, can, I, we'll we'll get to them eventually. I on, heard there's on the, one on the where they like <laughs> they save whales or yes. something. Part four, four is really okay. good. Yeah. Four right. good. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. this um, one, yeah, I feel uh, like they really wanted to establish like this ain't your mama's Star Trek. Like we're doing a whole new thing because. Right. <laughs> Right. In the first five minutes, they kind of dispel what I thought were, were like were like core values of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Because like the opening scene is Kirk trying to attempt diplomacy yeah. with with this idiot race. I think that's the mm-hmm. worst scene in the whole movie. Yeah, also. they're just like, all right, diplomacy <laughs> is a waste of time. Yeah, because these roly poly. <laughs> lions i don't know i don't know what they are no i think i mean i think that scene was good for setting up the initial dilemma of the movie like which is kirk's struggle essentially oh oh, okay Um, so my second point is that this 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 movie is throwing away what i see and once once again my my base is mostly next gen sure Mm -hmm. so Okay, the second point that they're trying to make, besides diplomacy is stupid and not worth the time, is that the captain is not really into his job. Uh, did you guys pick up on that at all? Um, like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like, I mean, that was Kirk, actually the, Kirk the is thing talking that about, I was like, talking about with being such an interesting theme. Okay, right. so, he, so he keeps saying, like, okay, if, if space is infinite, then our goal is unreachable, which seems like it's at odds. Like, it's the literal opposite of exploration? No, I see. Yes. Okay. So I think the takeaway point here is not necessarily that Kirk doesn't like his job. I think all people, no matter how awesome your job is, it's still a job at some point and it gets tiring. And I right. think really 
the point is, is that after a five year mission in the vastness of space where you come across some things that are asinine, you try to do diplomacy, but everyone's an asshole or whatever. Yeah. You can feel like you're just pushing this metaphorical rock up a mountain the whole time. But I, I think what's interesting about that idea is that something that actual space agencies are kind of struggling with right now. So if, uh, for instance, no like way. they are though. <laughs> so for instance, like, uh, okay. So a big problem in this, in our, our trips to Mars, right? So our mission to Mars is that it takes a really effing long time to get there. It could take up to about a what, year. Like two and a half years. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. At any given point. And that's if conditions are good. So See, there has to be a way to get people over the like the boredom, the loneliness, the routine of every no day on way. that mission. No, See, no. See I think the, I think we we have the opposite where our technology cannot realize what we're trying to do. Like we I, you and I cannot visit Mars. We don't have the technology for that. No. Whereas but, they can so easily that it's no longer exciting. No, I think part of that too is just like being in the vastness of space confined on a ship. Like, so the it, a couple years ago, actually, on the ISS, the International Space Station, uh, Japanese, uh, the Japanese Space Agency sent like a robot specifically for the Japanese astronaut that was on board the ISS it's called Kirobo. And it's just this little cartoony little robot that all it was meant to do was just like keep that astronaut company because it spoke mm-hmm. Japanese. And it was like, here's someone you can speak to That's in your funny. native language and like, yeah. you know, just kind of interact with and like, it might keep you a little happier because you're lonely. You're in a place where you don't have a lot of commonalities with other people and those sorts of things. So those yeah. are things that like NASA, other international organizations are, are trying to figure out like how you combat those problems. But, because but Kirk, Kirk wasn't lonely. He had, he had all the same crew. His friends were around. He, he yeah, lost but I think, purpose. Yeah. Well, but I think was, some I, of that has to do with loneliness. I mean like, yeah. Uh, and I just mean, like I, I, the routine, I think that, you know, yeah, I I think the theme of the movie is is a little bit of that I think it's more of um, not feeling like n- not not knowing what you're supposed to do. You know, like, yeah, I, I, right, I think he, right. he's he, lost he, his purpose. He loves space. Um, he loves exploring, but it's not that it's un you know reachable. Is that his? He seems like it's unknowable. Like you know, um, yeah, we we keep on contacting new species, new civilizations. Um, meanwhile, he, he has the shadow of his father's legacy over him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spock in this movie is very similar. He has the legacy of alternate reality Spock mm-hmm. looming okay. over him. I have uh, we, this, so this might be a point many for Dan, questions. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Let's, let's just get into that. Yeah. Okay. So Spock, as in Keem Time. Leonard ne- Oh, Quinto, okay. Yeah. Quinto. Quinto Spock. Yes. Quinto. Quinto. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I've, I, I am understanding now that I did not understand the first <laughs> movies. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So there is Leonard Nimoy Spock. Yes. I think he's called is... Spock Prime. Spock Prime. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's Spock <laughs> Prime and there's uh-huh. New Spock. Yes. Mm-hmm. New Spock has not only been talking to Spock Prime. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which They've met. Okay. Yeah. But he he finds out that Spock Prime is dead. Right. In this movie, yes. Yes. But Spock 
is Spock. Yes. So he he's is. finding out of his own death of an alternate reality? Yes. See, yes. that he will not have the same path as that Spock because that Spock and the first bad guy ship from the first movie N- coming Nero? back. What's that? Is that was that Nero? Yeah, yes. Nero. Okay. Um so so that that what? made shockwaves across the galaxy that basically Spock cannot really get to the point where where Prime Spock died. So I don't think he's really worried about like knowing how he's going to die. I think he's more you, worried you about living I mean? up to his legacy exactly. as this right, yes. ambassador but, and like okay. you know. Right. So who's yeah. who's uh, the legacy according to who? Okay, so hold hold on. So we have Prime <laughs> Spock. Who is yeah. Leonard Nimoy? Yeah, old man Spock. Yes. Yep. Who knows about him? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone knows. Yeah. It's common knowledge that yes. there's an alternate reality. Yeah. And a person we can talk to about it. Yes, because mm-hmm. if you remember from the first movie, <laughs> N- Nero, like he attacks Earth. I think, right? I don't he, remember. He, or he well, tries. So people. He, well, he blows up Vulcan. Okay. Spock right. is trying to prevent a supernova from destroying the galaxy. Is that right? With a, he's he's with trying red to stop matter. Romulus from going supernova. The 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 star. Um, Romulus use, is a star. The the Romulus is home star. Whatever that is. Oh, okay. Whatever that's the called. Star yeah. of he's Romulus, trying to prevent. Romulus is of the Romulan people. Yes. Right. But and he's he trying fails. to prevent Romulus's star from supernovaing. Yes, yes, he fails and destroying at that. the galaxy. He right. fails. Gets Nero, sent back in time. Nero, yes. who is a Romulan, mm-hmm. yes, somehow gets sent back in time. He uses kill- this crazy ship with which which is infused with Borg kind of time travel technology. Mm-hmm. To come back in time and okay. wreck everything that he thinks caused problems for Romulus, right? So did including he like destroying tell, Vulcan? Did, right? Did he just tell the Romulans that the supernova was happening and they should leave? Um, he might have. You know, I don't. I'm not really sure because <laughs> they don't seems, really talk about it that. It seems like that would have done it. That would have. Yeah. He he was so more Spock, on of a revenge path. My homework. My my homeworld got wrecked because no one else was helping us. So therefore, mm-hmm. even I'm though wreck even you. though so even though Spock was <laughs> trying to help, but Spock failed he, because he, yeah, he, he failed. Yeah. I'm going to travel through time to punish you. Yes. Yeah, he views okay. Spock as mostly responsible for for yeah. Romulan being destroyed. He saw he saw the Federation. He he saw every race that did not help him as mm-hmm. a way. That hurt his home world well, from. Oh, not, so he not was trying to do something about the supernova, and no one was helping him. Um, Spock listened. <laughs> so the only person who listened, <laughs> he's decided to punish. I mean, no time. one's saying I, that he's a rational being. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, he's a crazy. Yeah. Person. I actually think he's a really great villain, though. He's a, he's a really good villain in the, in, yeah, in that movie. I agree. Um, but yeah, so so. So new Spock follows him new back. New Spock, right? um, basically, Found- feels since Prime Spock was trying to take 
the survivors of Vulcan, which I think they say was not very like ten thousand people. You know, mm-hmm. he was trying to build a new new Vulcan civilization for them. Yeah. Now so that he, he now that decided. Prime Spock has died, new Spock feels that now that is his job purpose. To yes, take he care decided. of his people. He should leave the ship and yes. continue Spock's right work, work or something. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Totally fine with that. Okay, but everyone knows that we have access to a person from an alternate dimension. <laughs> yeah. Right. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And and Kirk is bored by exploration at the same well, time. <laughs> well. No, I mean, I don't think that he's bored. I think that he's, I think when you're working on a project that has really crazy long-term goals, it's yeah really hard day in and day out to feel like you didn't accomplish anything. Sure. You're accomplishing really, really small increments towards that end goal. But each day is hard because there's nothing you can finish in a day. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and I think just that alone is like starting to wear on him. And I mean, yeah. I, I kind of empathize with some, some of those yeah. things because that's the nature of my work, too. And, um, right. But and, not as cool, and, unfortunately. And like I said, he, <laughs> he has – oh, your, your work's very cool. Um, Thanks, David. <laughs> like I said, he, he, he has the weight of his father's legacy, who everyone sees as, as a hero, um, on his shoulders. Well, and he has to prove, you know, Okay, and, I can, and once again, the only thing I know about his dad is that he died in battle. He died basically saving a ship saving. full of right. people. A whole ship. Was yeah. he a hero before that? No, no he wasn't a captain was... or anything, right? He was just so guy. He he was lauded as kind of like a mythic, not not a mythical hero, but a a hero for that all of Kirk's life. Like right, your well, dad was a I, hero. You know, yeah, he, he saved he hundreds of people. Sacrificed himself, whatever. But yeah. you can't. I don't know. Like that was a that was a, a circumstance. Oh, I know. But I think that's just the character. You know, like, what if, you know, you had someone in your family who died saving, you know, 100 people from a burning building? That would be, like, awesome. But at the same time, it's like, that's like, probably be the maybe... only thing people remember about them. Exactly. You know? Not all and the times t- that he was a huge you're asshole. You're told that constantly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, I got to live up to that, maybe. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I think Kirk's sense of purpose is weighed down by that, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, All right. like I, I um, guess at, at the, I mean, it's, it's definitely a plot device, but I think it, it, there's some, there's some weight there that Star Trek needs more of. I Especially think. Okay. I think for oh. people who lose a parent and then become the same right. age as they exactly. were too. I mean, like we, I mean, yeah, I know okay. people from my well, life who've struggled with yeah, that and like, so it's a weird feeling. The scene, I think sure about the scene where they're actually discussing this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Bones and Kirk, right? Mm-hmm. Drinking some alcohol that they yeah. stole from that Chekhov, they stole which from I thought Chekhov. was funny. And that's fine. <laughs> they like stole it from I, his locker. No, I was like, not. what? <laughs> Why is that's that not like fine? That's a really shitty thing to do. Like they're his I mean, superiors. The who's he, who's he gonna like? Kirk, tell Bones, on. Scotty, they poor, all, poor they all drank in the original series, and they've drunken in in their movies too. So it's like I think that was just going back to the old movies. No, I mean I was of, more bothered by the fact that they stole that man's liquor. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's Earth in the future. They'll they'll find a way to get it back for them without without sure. too much too many problems. Oh man! Um, <laughs> can we, Come on, man. I don't you're, know if we can. To, you're supposed to be in charge. Well, like, you, you know, can't... he's the captain. He can do what he wants. I just Steel. I just feel bad for Chekhov because I feel like in like. We'll talk about Anton Yelkin, I think, in just yeah. a second. But I, I think yeah. his character is like kind of a, you know, he's like a little awkward. And they show him kind of like struggling with the ladies and some of the so opening that credits makes it okay or whatever. To steal from him? No, right. That's why I'm like. That's why I thought it wasn't I very mean, nice because I'm like, poor Jekyll. They're <laughs> like, all they're all best buds. They've all yeah. they've all saved Earth okay. twice. You know, so, yeah, right, they, true. So <laughs> true. they they pour the third glass. Yeah. Uh, for what I assume is Kirk's father. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, I didn't. I didn't remember that part. I didn't catch I, that part. Does the bone say something part. about? I think he says like this is for. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't remember um, that. <laughs> so they pour their stolen, yeah, whiskey or whatever it was, yeah, out and talk about how Kirk should chill out about not fulfilling his father's destiny. Yeah. Just be his own man. And I mean, I, I think at the same time, Kirk doesn't feel fulfilled, but then that's why he's going to try to be an admiral because he, he's, you know, he feels that he it's not, not, not like, not like he's giving up. He's just, well, but, but this, that's the thing. So the, the position he's applied for is even less exploration based yes. right. than his would, current position. Right. That that is very similar to the old films where Kirk does become an admiral. Um and mm-hmm. he's he's Admiral Kirk. And mm-hmm. he you know, he does feel the longing to captain a ship. And then he eventually is able to become a captain again through circumstances. Um this is kind of that in reverse, you know, where Kirk is, you know, maybe longing for something else at first, and then by the end of the movie realizes, you know, this is this is actually what I want. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, they, I think it's I can I can accept that. Yeah, yeah. they they kind of did the to... arc of a few movies in one movie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know All I mean? right. So okay, yeah, I believe cool. we have definitely hit Kirk's motivation. Yeah, that's <laughs> let's, that's the let's basic get into theme this of the movie. Yeah. Yes. All right. What yeah. am I going to do like to fulfill my legacy? Is it essentially? Is it though? I don't. I don't think it actually. I think it's a theme. I don't think I, it pervades through the movie. Though I think. No. I think legacy is the entire factor of the movie, and I will defend that later. Okay. So. Ooh, see, <laughs> yeah. I think okay. this is a big dumb action film wrapped okay. in well, wrapped in Star Trek uniforms. It is that also, <laughs> but. <laughs> But all right. Um, so, all right. well, yeah. So okay. we're we're at a at the the most advanced and newest, I want to say, star base. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Called the Yorktown. York, Yorktown. Now I do have I do have a problem with this part of the movie. Okay. Okay. What is that? Okay. A, a, a star base has a very distinct look in Star Trek. It's okay. the big giant dome thing with the smaller dome things under it. It kind of looks like a medical snake symbol with like the wings and this. It's like it's like a you know like inverted cone thing. Mm-hmm. Beth, Beth, you've seen them in the movies. Yes, and, and yeah. You know they're gigantic okay. space stations. This looks nothing like that. This is this is <laughs> this Inception is, meets like yeah. a floating orb. It Hold looks on, the, cool. The, sh- the shape of it bothers you. 
Yeah, because it doesn't match with what a Starbase is uh, in Star see, Trek. Uh, the, the only thing that really like it. struck a nerve with me <laughs> is that it looks it. like horribly inefficient. Yes, it's it's like it's like eighty percent air. I don't which, know which, for all I know, is is required for the future yeah. societies, whatever. But I would like it just looks like wasted space. I would like to see like hmm. the plans for building this. Like, like is there like a is there like a moon under it, and they just built around it or something? Like, no, no it, it I, looks like a plan. I know specifically me. that there are different gravity right planes. I guess that's to get more more use of the each, space. Each like, like bridge inside yeah. the marble has its own gravity. Yeah, which comes into you... play later. Uh, yeah, you right. Know, so. Wait, you said you knew that specifically. How did you know that? <laughs> well, because later on it ha- they it does it has to because it. Fits well, yeah, I mean you, how... you you see it in the movie, so yeah. No, yeah. I when... thought it just had one giant like gravity no. generator. No, 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 no. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, I thought it did. Oh, no, like when the uh, when when crawl has yeah. to fly through the broken glass. Yeah, in the well, gravity is, slipstream. Isn't that the hub? What they call that? It's I thought not, that was the it's hub. It's not a. It's not right. a singular gravitational pull. Each I one thought that those... was like the hub of the thing that generates the gravity right. in the base. That was a, oh, a, maybe gravi- that was a gravitational support. slipstream uh-huh. because there were a whole bunch of different gravity planes. Yeah. If everything oh, was just oh. pulled toward the center, then him oh, flying yeah. around wouldn't work. Yeah, that's true. Well, all Thank I'm saying you. is that... Anyway, okay. whatever. I think I think the Starbase itself looks gorgeous. I think I think everything in the movie looks gorgeous. I think, I Dude, think it's a great special effects movie. Visually, yeah, it's shot very well. It's the amazing. Sets, yeah. the makeup, the costumes look fucking it's, awesome. It's, it's, it is yeah, it's we're missing a lens flare or two. I, I well, like it's missing. I, they they got like rid of uh, <laughs> they got rid of Abrams. Yeah, just right. They, <laughs> they went, it was a joke. They went a little faster and a little more furious. And I liked it. <laughs> right? I liked it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they so, did. Okay, but the thing is, so the, some of the CG was a little bit garbage. I would say other than the first five minutes when those little those little guys looked pretty bad, everything else was pretty oh, sleek, I no. think. See, my, my problems were a little bit later on. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. The motorcycles and Crawl's head. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. speaking of crawl. Okay. Cr- crawl. Crawl. Whatever. Crawl. That I, guy. Crawl. Sure. K R A L L. Yes. I crawl. thought it was U, but maybe it's A. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Okay. Well, so crawl is an important. amazing fantasy movie from the eighties. So that oh, yes, that yeah, the U is taken. <laughs> so yeah. it has to That's be where a. they got the inspiration from. I'm sure. Yeah. So <laughs> we find our mission, and yep. we have to go into a nebula. Yep. And rescue a ship, I believe, right? Was yeah, the I think yes. so, yeah. Flyers yeah. The, and the, I think they were also excited about the prospect of like being the first people to kind of chart a course through the nebula nebula too. Because I think up until now Yeah, it's never been people were like, we don't know done. how to get through it. Yeah, yeah, we can't. And I guess it's too even, big to go around. We can't even like communicate. Right. Like once right. you go in there, you can't even send your signals back. Yeah. It's right. like a which, it's like a Bermuda's Triangle of of space, which is a rule they break later on. But whatever, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So, <laughs> yeah. so we go. So we we get a uh, uh, ship with this lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I believe her name is Ka- Kamala. Kamala, yeah, yeah. Kamala, uh-huh. and she's like. 
oh my goodness, my crew, please help us. We went on there on a science mission and something happened. Right. So she takes him in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Enterprise is immediately destroyed. They get wrecked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They get wrecked in a big way, which at first I didn't like because I was like... I was sad about it. In, in, <laughs> so in, in Search for Spock, which is the third movie, the Enterprise also gets destroyed. Um, by then, fans have been with that ship for a whole TV series and three movies. And it's like... Okay, there's some yeah. emotional heft. That sounds that devastating. Shit, yeah. You know? Yeah. In this movie, and th- this, this was my first impression, okay? Um, it felt like it didn't have any real like heft to it. It was like, eh, okay, whatever. It's well, yeah. Just, well, we've, we've, isn't that because it got destroyed seen... in the second movie we... or the first movie, too? No, they, it almost did. Okay. <laughs> we, this okay. is the same we, shit. We, yeah. We've literally seen what will eventually become its replacement already being built. Yes, but right. we didn't know that. Before mm-hmm. this one yes. right. is destroyed. Um, but you know, now that I think about it, I feel this, is, this goes with the theme of having shackles and how these characters became their own characters. With the destruction of the Enterprise in this movie, I think it acts as a weight lifted off of their shoulders where they can then find themselves on this planet and then literally escape to, you know, the next film, you know, knowing you who the, they the are. The ship was holding them back? Well, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's like a metaphor for, you know, All right. moving okay. on from the past into the future. I mean, I kind of like the idea. That. I kind of like the idea that the crew really had to figure it out, like, without their ship, too, a little exactly. bit. Like, right. I, kinda, I thought it was kind of fun. Right that the crew gets separated a little bit and like you see like, like the bones and Spock interaction, for instance, I thought was really good because I don't, those two characters, there's a lot of like quippy asides and stuff between the two of them. But the, you really get a sense in this, in this movie that they actually do really like each other and they care about each other. They are good friends. Yeah. This movie had some of the best bone Spock moments since like Ratha Khan, where they like Mm -hmm. do the, the mind meld and everything. And yeah, it's, 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 it's nice and it's very funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like a a Star Trek where most of it doesn't happen on the ship yeah. is risky, but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's cool and it's super different, but yet it's still Star Trek. Like it's still yes. like a trek across this wild world that I think was really cool. I think so too. That yeah. And they really lose cool. the ship like in the first, you know, third of Half the movie. Hour. Like, All right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, so, right. so this, this invading force that eventually kills the ship is, yeah. it is hundreds of thousands of tiny ships. Yes. Right. It's a drone army. Yeah. Literally just, just pierce through the enterprise, which I thought was cool. Also a cool and relevant idea. I mean, like it's terrifying. Like drone swarms. How how do you fight that thing? And they're scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so brilliant. I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm still loving everything about the movie at this point. Okay. So literally this this enemy is throwing its own ships into the Enterprise to saw off yep. the nacelles, the the mm-hmm. propulsion system. And which I thought her, was badass. Yeah, was, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So I now yes, I assume there are like very compartmentalized sections so not just piercing the ship means mm-hmm. everyone flies out. 
Yeah. It's the only, that's the only way it makes any sense. There's definitely a scene right. or two where people fly out, though. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the yeah. losses on the ship had to be massive. Oh, yeah, they, like, absolutely. Ma- I think, like, know. half the crew was dead. They Maybe physically yeah. sawed off, like, 80% of the ship. So right. not only did assuming. they take off both nacelles, they took off the lower like the, neck part the too. The hole, basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. the hole, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. gone yeah. as well. Yeah, um, which was awesome. I, yeah, <laughs> I I love ship combat in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's like I know that Star Trek is about like you know talking and diplomacy and figuring things out, uh, but I loved growing up just like adoring starship combat like <laughs> okay like, yeah because I mean, that was so, supposed to be the exception it's supposed to be like exceptional right, right. right. because the ultra diplomatic people are now yeah. forced into yes. military action exactly that makes sense right, right. <laughs> this is full-on explosions Made of explosions, which I thought was Michael great. Bay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was a little overdone, but it, yeah, it was I still it was fun. Great. Fun in I the thought moment. it was great, absolutely. And I, was, I thought it was. It was a, yeah, go ahead. I thought Sorry. there was a super cool moment too when Uhura ends up saving the day. That which was, was really awesome. Neat. I thought that, yeah, was, that was really good. cool. Yeah, and she I'm really like, had a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. again like you know just to belabor the point a little bit, Newman, where you're talking about how the characters, each character, really gets to shine a little bit in this movie, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Done, done really um, well. Yeah, but she was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so we beat <laughs> Crawl. Uh huh. Crawl. It looks like he, a Power Rangers bad guy, basically. A little but bit. He, <laughs> yes. Oh my yeah. god! I didn't even think about that, but yes, yeah. he is the ultimate putty. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So he is very uh, ridged, faced yeah. with spikes or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah. He's ridged, so, faced. Pretty much. He looks like a fingerprint. And, yeah. And he is talking about the ultimate weapon, the Abranath. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So. It's supposed to be this big badass weapon created created by some ancient society yep. that had determined that not even they could control it. Right. So right. they split Which, it in half uh-huh. and <laughs> threw both halves into space. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, now, if you were that... How yeah. did he come by the other half? That's what I'm curious about. Well, wasn't the other half on the planet? On the sh- planet? Well, I he has so. like I thought the tool itself with the two rings. It's like a ring. Yeah. And then he they get the other See, piece. But right. cuz that's the thing he carries with them back to the star base. Yeah. But they also kind of have this weird like room ship thing that it seems to work in. So I don't know if it's actually three Well, pieces. yeah, that was so basically So basically, basically what happens, right, is the piece that they get at the beginning of the movie ends uh-huh. up being what crawl needs. I, that's what happens, right? Am I? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. Correctly? Yes. So it's the second piece. Normally so, I would hate that because I was like, that is just a coincidence. Just meant to move the, so along. And you know how I hate that. Cause we talked yeah. about that, <laughs> but you know what? In this movie, I'll be hypocrite and say that did not bother me that much for some reason. Well, I mean, it, they did, it, they did I say mean, at the very outset that this was a weapon and we're yeah. presenting it to you to show that, like, you know, we do mean peace because we're giving yeah. you a piece of our derelict right. weapon that could kill you. Yeah. But we don't want to kill you. We want to make peace with you. So they yeah. do kind of explain that in the first couple minutes. Well, right, that's true. no, they don't. They don't explain that they know that it's some ultimate weapon. Kirk is just the, the, the third party 
saying, hey, these people say it's some kind of weapon and <laughs> that it's symbolic, so yeah, accept I it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, okay, so, so they build this as this ultimate the badass weapon. Yeah. I don't buy it. Because oh, yeah. they, <laughs> okay, they, well, I mean, they, they demonstrate it once. Okay. Yeah. Yes. On, he kills the spider head lady. About the and, black and goo stuff. Right? Still, the, the spider yeah. head lady. The, so the, the yeah. Ab- Abranoth. Yeah. After Krull gets, gets both pieces and assembles it. Because yeah. apparently once you just put them together, it is fine. It works. Sure. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been the battery pack. There you go. The it, pack. Yeah. It, it kills exactly one person and it takes roughly 20 to 30 seconds to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so far we know that this is slightly less effective than all other weapons. <laughs> than a phaser. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe... I don't, I don't get once it. Once exposed... It I to think like that, an air ventilation system, yes. it might you know just replicate. Yeah. And, so the the yeah. IMDb but synopsis they, said that it was a biological weapon. Yeah. yeah. So I think it, like it turns, the idea it turns biological matter into yeah. dust. or Well, whatever. I think that right. the thing that makes it a little scary in that sense is that a laser or a phaser, there's a chance of survival. Like you might not get directly hit by it, but a biological weapon affects everyone equally. I think, but. Is the idea, but right. we've only seen it work on an individual, and it didn't work that fast. It was a hundred percent good at killing its That's sample. True. It's one, so it's one out so, of one. so we can generalize to the population. Then a bullet I mean, from I, the smallest I gun think, can kill a person. <laughs> I think that okay, was just but, a time of it being a movie and just having to move on. Like, okay, know, here's but like you know, but but that's the thing. It's that I think if they had just said that. This weapon had wiped out the civilization sure. that that created it. That would have implied so much more doom and gloom. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. I could see. I could see. Yeah. Or so maybe far, test. It, maybe they had that in the beginning, and then maybe like test audiences. So far, it didn't has like the it efficiency something. of choking a person with your hands. <laughs> If I, you I, could I, choke all people at one time, I guess. No, yeah. No, no, one person at a time because that's all we've seen it do. It takes I its oh, goddamn Dan time. Dan needs every movie to prove <laughs> every single point for him. And that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> no, if he had released it on a planet, yeah, that, it would have shown the scale of the danger. Right. <laughs> but this was they literally probably didn't one have the room. budget for that. <laughs> it was yeah. one room with yeah. one person. It took a long time to kill them. Dan needs entire civilizations killed you know, just to prove a point yeah. in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you know fine. What? I mean, I if, mean, if you want to threaten a civilization, <laughs> show me that it can take right. on a civilization. How about Krull, that? Like, to be fair, Crawl had been on that planet for a long time. Maybe he was like, "Boom! It works. Fuck it. Let's go." No, let's you go. know what I mean? Yeah, okay. True. Like, Kind of, he he wasn't on it on that planet as long as I I thought he was. He was it's, on there for a, a hundred years. That's a long time. Uh-huh. That's a pretty long time. But is it? <laughs> it's sure. not like like he said he'd been like searching for the, the this weapon for just lifetimes. Yeah, a hundred years is like 
hundred years is almost two. Let's let's it's just almost dive right two in. lifetimes. Let's just dive right into the main villain himself. Yeah, Crawls. please. Sure. Okay. Um, I love Idris Elba. I think he's a great. Me actor. too. I'm so excited S- about yeah, him. Stringer in Bell Dark is Tower. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, that's an no. aside, but I'm yeah, really no, excited no, excited that, about Idris Elba. I am right there with you. That's awesome. Okay. I think he's awesome. Um, at, you know, I, I had a lot of reversals about this movie. At first, I was like, oh, they're just wasting them, you know, like they, with they all did. that makeup. They did. They did. But I, don't, I, don't, I, I actually like his villain more and more now as I, oh, as I have thought about it. No. Right. At, at first, I was, I was like you. And I was like, this is stupid motivation. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't entirely, get his motivation. Entirely. But, you know, but the, it, the more the more that I thought about it for this podcast, and this might be reaching a little bit, it you know, is. This, I can already <laughs> tell. This, <laughs> this movie to me is all about legacy and you know what you think is is right, you know, for for you. Mm-hmm. For okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know what you and the people writing this movie intended. Okay. I don't think they showed it or even implied well, it. Okay. Well, let me so, just, let so, me just finish real fast. Okay. Please, here. please. So, so I think that crawl is kind of a good counter to Kirk. Kirk wants to move on from what he's currently doing because maybe he's not fulfilled. You know, mm-hmm. crawl is, you know, bored out of his mind on this planet. He's a warrior. He's gone pretty much bonkers crazy mm-hmm. i would say maybe this technology has warped him you know to the point of no return he wants to do a reverse kirk and go back to what he was and i know that wrecking a space station and killing millions of people is extreme but a, a he he has a true warrior's heart and he wants to return the federation to the one that he knew which, Which was, was a military of yeah exactly yeah I kind of like the juxtaposition of Kirk searching for something new and then Crawl searching for what he once had I thought yeah, that was kind he, of interesting I think actually uh, at the heart they're both grappling with the same problem yeah, right so Kirk great. Kirk's problem is that he's not fulfilled because everything is kind of the same and Crawl's exactly. problem is kind of that as well because his his statement he makes over and over again is like. Humanity needs struggle for progress and all that stuff. And if we're not struggling, right. we're not making progress. So he's seeing it kind of as the same problem. Like as we do the same thing day in and day out, we're actually not making progress. We need yeah. a fight and we need to Absolutely. argue things out and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an interesting, t- interesting take that I did not uh, get the first time. So thanks, Newman. All right. I appreciate yeah. it. So, so I, I saw this now. from and that, and that, and the <laughs> opposite perspective. Okay. So, so Simon Pegg is quoted yeah. as saying on crawl's motive, the thing we didn't want him to be was just out for revenge. Mm-hmm. We wanted his motivation to be more complex and more mysterious. Right. But it was totally revenge. Yeah, fe- I mean, it was difficult, yeah, I think, I mean, to see the motivation. I, yeah. I think it was hard to kind of yeah, get Yeah, I don't so, really so, agree so, with uh, that Simon Pegg quote. Yeah. When right. talking about that quote, Carl Urban, who played Bones, mm-hmm. said he's a worthy adversary because, like all good villains, he forces the protagonists to question themselves and to question their direction. But 
his whole thing is that the Federation had abandoned him. Right. Mm -hmm. My question is, as a viewer, I truly didn't know if that was valid. Did they, did they abandon him? Because I don't think they did. Um, I don't I think, think they did. I, I think he might have thought that he did. Yeah. That, I mean, that, I, that I read into that as, oh, he didn't know possibly that they were looking for him because you can't, right. which Dan's going to, you know, will refute or whatever that you can't send signals out of this nebula. So essentially they were lost well, and we don't know how long the Federation not, was looking. Could have been a really long right. time, not, but he had no way of knowing. It was a hundred years. Yeah. It was a hundred years. That they but, were I mean, not. Well, not we don't. We don't know if the Federation was actively looking for him for a hundred years, but I would imagine it was a long time. And I think, oh, yeah, no, I'm, you I'm you sure don't know if someone's him. looking for you or not unless you're found, right? So like he was never found, so he just has <laughs> to assume very, that they stopped or like, <laughs> like. I think it's I think it's him being upset, like what what you're saying, Beth, that he he thinks that they just let Man, him no. go. Yeah, and also well, I think. They, did this because technology. he disappeared well yeah you know, maybe like, but that doesn't mean that they never looked for him or like they weren't you know they didn't try for a long time yeah but i also think those quotes that you read aren't really necessarily accurate to what the it's, movie portrayed it's by the creators of the movie i know <laughs> all right I'm, all right I'm, I'm i'm just saying that like um what what i got out of it meshes with what the writer may have meant but that's fine mm-hmm. that's you know that's yeah that's that's death of the artist you know like i take will it say as your own i'm i'm i just want to this is like doesn't have much to do with anything but i will say that i was really pleasantly surprised with how the movie turned out because um i remember newman you and i talking in the summer about how there were movie reshoots and we're like oh god that's never a good sign yeah you know, paramount, all those things. yeah but yeah, paramount um, was super yeah, secretive really about good. This movie, like, um, there was a whole like kind of controversy. I think I talked I talked to you guys about it um, mm-hmm. during like like Paramount uh, Expo 2016, where they show all, all their movies. Mm-hmm. They showed no footage of this movie to like their like stockholders or anything. That's surprising. And, um, but then the the host came out on stage after like all the clips of the movie showed. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, so how about that Star Trek footage, huh? Yeah. And, I, but and no, the, there was no Star Trek about this. <laughs> Yeah. And the yeah. audience was like, yeah, like scattered applause. Um, yeah. Because no one had seen anything. So, I, yeah, I, I think there were some reshoots and some kind of, okay, which direction should this movie go? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe things got, got a little muddled there. Yeah. But I, I would know. imagine they showed a lot more of crawl. Yeah. And they, and they cut that maybe because yeah. the thing I want most to know is his motivation. Right. And I, I truly believe because it actually turned out to be an entertaining movie. Yeah. I'm sure they thought of all that, but for whatever reason it got cut. Sure. Maybe that I, whatever I think, the scenes were that explained think, it just didn't translate yeah. well. That's I think the possible. movie I want sure. to see yeah. was shot. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a I question, just, actually. Yeah. My biggest question about the whole thing, and, yeah. the, and maybe you guys can offer some insight, is how did try. that beehive drone army get there? Was I, that that was That was left there? by... Yes. Yes, it was left by the ancient... 
civilization before before Krull got but, there. So yep. they're like robots. They're not. And they they're not robots, living entities. Right? They're, they're either robots or some kind of biological drones. But yes, yeah. they're 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 not okay. independent. But they his are, right hand they man, were a mining. They're a mining machine. Yeah. His number one, uh, Morris was, or whatever, was human. He was Manus. So was he another crew member? Of yes. The yes. Manus. Ah, okay. Manus and Manus. What's her name? K- Krala. What's uh? Amala. Kamala. I think, is there? Kamala. Oh, those she was a crew those member. Those are, she was are, also are his two yep. crew members. I didn't put that together. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I she was of, like I thought for a second yeah. she actually was <laughs> someone who got captured on the planet and then just turned up to his side. But that makes more sense now that she's a crew member. I could see where you could think that because the movie was a little vague on what this army is. I thought most of the movie that, oh, they're people. Like, okay, they're Me too. just soldiers. Yeah. Um, I thought that they were. Was, I believed her story where they captured other crews and yeah. then like enslaved them essentially, and maybe converted them or like brainwashed them. Yeah, yeah. and oh, then yeah. and then I was like, oh, okay, they're just robots, and that that's because so, Jayla's family yeah. that happens, they get captured and enslaved essentially. So I just yeah. kind of figured that she was but one I, of those people. They had all these different slave races or whatever. Right, right. Um, um, but the, movie, that. Wrong. the movie could have done a better job with explaining. The that like so, what essentially the the weapon was like like the yeah the robot army was yeah okay so like overarching idea is uh-huh. crawl is trying to get this ancient weapon mm-hmm. to attack the federation yep mm-hmm. because he's lonely <laughs> right. <laughs> or uh, sorry sorry he's a yeah. band, he's a he's a he felt he abandoned. felt abandoned yes mm-hmm. and his method of searching for this ancient weapon is to sit on one planet and wait for passersby hoping that one of them happens to have the other piece well, and like I- like I we said don't before, know that <laughs> yeah. speci- we don't know specifically that he sat and waited yes, the whole time because he did have a sh- he had a ship capable of leaving the atmosphere because he left which the is, atmosphere in it, which is so, why we know he stayed there because he's been capturing people, including Jayla's race. Yeah, here's here's my thing yeah, about that. He okay. he can leave. Like, like I said before, he's just, yes, there are for and I. For any other movie, for some reason, I feel like that kind of plot hole would totally wreck it for me. But but I think the the <laughs> the overall theme and feeling of this movie for for me, just for me, I think pushes past that kind of stuff. I'm just pointing out that but it yes. is a <laughs> it is a double convenience. It is a very silly way to not only build a super weapon. <laughs> do all <laughs> of it to do come not along all of his yeah. captors, all of his captors come to him. Yeah. But his only method of searching for this thing that people had tried to separate was yeah. that for his captors to happen to possess the other half of the weapon. I think somehow they, uh, they some he did know that the that the Enterprise had the weapon though the other half only, because only after he hacked them once they were yeah. in the nebula. No, I thought he knew yes. afterwards. Be, no, because he needed to send Kamala out to lure them there. Like it seemed like he had been hacking them for a while. 
She was sent specifically to lure the I Enterprise thought, there so that he could get them there because he knew oh, they had I a thought, weapon. He, I, I, had thought a, he all, I hadn't even thought I about thought, that part. Yeah. No, I think no why, would, only, why would he send Kamala there? He only hacked, well, because there was a ship nearby. But no, he only I mean, hacked I think, them. They <laughs> thought they were being jammed. Remember yeah. that? But no, they the ja- no, that's not what the hacking was. The jamming was the beehive talking to each other. That's what they ex- that's specifically what explained that point. Okay, so I think that he had been tailing them for a long time. Um, and, like, as soon as they got close to the vicinity, they were trying to figure out what was going on with the Enterprise. And I think they knew they had the other piece of the weapon the whole time so that they could send Kamala to Yorktown where they knew the Enterprise would be. They knew the Enterprise would be the best ship to help get through the nebula, so they specifically sent her as a decoy to bring them back in. So how do they know they they, they would have sent the Enterprise? They knew that they would send the Enterprise because the Enterprise would be there and it would be the best ship there at the time. I like that. I I, I admittedly have not thought about that that scenario because... I will concede that. <laughs> sure. I mean, okay. yes, that that is a problem on a story level. Um, but like I'm said, I, you know, I'm I'm being a hypocrite and just accepting it for what it is. <laughs> I and, love it. Don't worry. And about it. <laughs> you know, going with it. Uh, yeah. So one of my favorite things is that okay, so the Enterprise has now crash landed. It is in yeah fifteen to hundred wreck. pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kirk is now on the surface of the planet looking at his busted ass Enterprise. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, yep. and Chekhov is like, yeah, man, that that shit's fucked up. <laughs> and he's like, no, she she's got some uh, she's got some uh, stuff, some tricks up her sleeve. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm so, so happy. That at no point in the movie did she actually have any tricks up her sleeve. Well, what are you talking there about? There was one trick Garbage. where they dropped it on a person. Yeah, that was <laughs> okay. So the that entire was the whole ship. Point. That was the whole lead up. That saying was the whole lead up to it doing one more thing on the surface. I did like it how it fell crushed over. the bad chick. It that was, fell that was over weird. and crushed the dumbest person on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Because okay, <laughs> okay. So so yes, they were running away from Kamala with no reason to, because they had just as much firepower as she did. Yeah, yeah, but she had a whole drone army behind her. She had two two drones. It I think it implied that they, there were more than two. Yeah, more. They had away. two phasers. She had two drones. Either way, whatever. <laughs> they were. I'm gonna say conservatively fifty feet from each other. Uh huh. At max, she, max. Yeah. yeah, she gets she gets physically smashed by a ship falling over all over her that she does not try to avoid. I loved it. <laughs> they they run about ten feet. Yeah, and the explosion from that propels them to wherever they want to be. <laughs> yeah, it propels them to the exact <laughs> area that they need to be where they find Scotty yeah, and Jayla. Why, why not? Yeah, why not? I All thought right. it was fantastic. Because it's, so, it's a summer blockbuster. I love it. Exactly. It's, it's the best. Yeah, I mean, that, okay. that was an action set piece that was kind of unnecessary. <laughs> so so then it is revealed that Crawl mm-hmm. can rejuvenate himself. Yes, by sucking through, basically through, life force. Yeah. Through ancient technologies 
which yeah. apparently he keeps in his fingers. <laughs> Because yeah, they didn't explain that part very well. By the back of their neck, (laughs) and then he sucks the life force out of them like he is a space vampire. He has a he has like a power glove, but under the skin, you know. It's it's so bad. Yeah. Well, so I I, I yeah, that that part they didn't. didn't I I think that was kind of like the ancient technology kind of seeping into his being over the last hundred years. Okay, so that was the first first bad computer graphics I saw, is when he was, was like, sucking the life force out of people, and his head just kind of bubbles. Oh, yeah, that did not look good. I was like, what the hell's going on? That CG was not not very good. (laughs) Well, in all reality, though, a bubble head probably would not look good either. So we don't know what that looks like. So the CGI... No, they showed it. They showed it. <laughs> yep. So okay, we can go. Okay, if that happened in real life, it wouldn't look very good. No, right. but that's the so. thing. It didn't, it didn't even happen. <laughs> it didn't even happen every time he did it. True. He didn't on, get bubblehead every yeah, time. Yeah. So they do imply though that that's how he's lived so long. Correct. Oh right. No, that they specifically okay. say. Yeah, that. that's how. That's but, how okay. all of them have lived. They they capture ships, feed yeah. off the life forces for you know however many years, then capture okay. another ship. So you know, Jalak. Yeah. G- G- Jalaya or Jayala's? How, I thought how, it was how you say that? Jayla. Oh, it's J- it's Jayla. Oh, Jayla. Okay, I'm now, gonna call her Jalo. G- so <laughs> Jalo's family is is dead for you know because he sucked their their souls basically. So right, yeah. Right. I picked that up. Yeah. I got that. Thanks, new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like I was just like working it through my own head. Um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I wasn't trying to be an ass. I just uh, no, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, let's, let's talk about her character for a second. Okay. Okay. Do you guys know uh, why her name is Jayla? No. Yes, I do. Why is her name? Oh, okay. But you can say it. All right. So apparently, uh, the, the show writers, Simon Pegg and Sulu's husband, whoever that is, (laughs) I forget his name, uh, would refer to the character as Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. Which is a strange movie to... Which... I have not seen. <laughs> it's all right. I don't know. Apparently, they... They, they they wanted her character to be similar to that character. Yeah, you know. So throughout no, shooting, no nonsense. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> okay. when that person meets Jennifer Law, Lawrence character in Winter's Bone. So they just shortened it to J Law. J Law. Yeah. Oh. And it became J Law. J Law. Yeah. Which is it's, cool. It sounded, like it sounded it. just just foreign <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah. I'm a big J Law fan, so cool. I like cool. it. I can get down with that. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right, so Newman, yeah. what were you saying about her yeah. her family? Well, no, I, I just want to talk about like her as a character and like within within the movie. Um, sure, I liked her. I I thought that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, her. Yeah, she, she really she really felt like for for some reason this is a dumb thing that it reminded me of. It reminded me of, like, the first Ewok movie that they made, um, where okay. it's just like, and I don't even know if there was a character like her in that movie. Her just her, her like attitude for like adventure and like like you know, like she's been she's been stranded for a long time by herself. She's taking uh-huh. care of herself, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I I like that. It it felt very. 80s sci-fi to me like 80s like like she even looked kind of like that with like just like the outfit the like the like pole weapon 
Yeah. Um, she, oh. I, 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 I thought she was pretty badass. I liked, I liked I her quite I a bit. Oh, yeah. She reminded me of the, the new, <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I can't remember the f- new Star Trek, the female. This, this is, is the new Star Trek. The, the, I'm sorry, Star the Wars. new Star Wars. Um, oh, uh, uh, Ray. Ray. I thought yeah. she was kind of reminded me of Ray a little bit. Like, cause Ray yeah. had a pull weapon too. And like, yeah, there are definitely some uh, parallels there. Yeah. 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 Which I like it. Way to go. Star universes yeah. for yeah. awesome I, lady characters. I like, I like it. I like when Star Trek adds another character who's not an idiot and who yeah. actually <laughs> yeah. can yeah. really do stuff <laughs> on her own and, and knows mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 She apparently was able to fight off the other races. Yeah. Yeah, she set Ooh, up like four speeds. Oh, and fix and, a starship for the yeah, most part. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, of of which uh one of the uh when so when Scotty crash lands and Jayla like saves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh one of the aliens that was attacking him. Mm-hmm. Um I I really do think I think that might be the race that uh Krull is consuming. Oh, that's cool. Because oh. He has like ridges and spikes. Yeah. And I feel like Krull is like half of that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because because they explain how the uh the energy transference where he gets their life force, he takes on yeah. some of their DNA or at least characteristics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Also, I one of those uh three that attacked him mm-hmm. was played by Danny Putty. Who played uh, Abed in Community? If you guys, oh, that's are oh familiar. really? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, oh, that's, that's, I guess he was cool. the tall, skinny one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember what they looked short, like. Short, skinny. He had like it's almost like he had like a chin strap made of teeth. Yes, yes. that guy. That okay. guy. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's okay, awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love Community. That's, cool. that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, oh, the the <laughs> other the other celebrity cameo I know of was uh, Jeff Bezos, the uh, the CEO the Am- of Amazon. Amazon, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who did he, he play? Uh, he was the first guy to kind of like do uh, like a, a reading on what was the girl's name uh, Kamala when okay. she came aboard the Enterprise. Oh, yeah. He didn't. He didn't have any lines. Awesome. Okay. So you wouldn't have recognized him or right. okay whatever. Even if he didn't have makeup, I would not have recognized him. Oh yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah I just cool. know awesome. he's he's that guy. That's pretty cool. Okay, cool. So yeah. okay, so one yeah. of one of Jayla's weapons mm-hmm. is she throws out these little discs that project holograms of her. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when she's fighting someone, there are multiple of her, and they don't know which one's her. Right. Right. I liked it. That was a really was cool. cool. It was very Total Recall thing uh, to me because the, yeah, like, sure. <laughs> the same trick in Total Recall. But I like yeah. that. I, I like that. That was very cool. Now yeah. you can see how this... that would help her survive as a lone oh, individual. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, sure. yeah. But you, they use this later on in the in the movie. Hmm. And so they're attacking the main base of Crawl. And uh, Kirk and Jayla are on a motorcycle. No, no, yes. just Kirk, just Kirk. I think just Kirk. I don't know. For a while, yeah, they're both on it. I think. Okay. And then, then it's just Kirk. Okay. So first of all, I don't know why there's a motorcycle there, but 
I'll just it say was on because the, yeah. it was on the ship. Yeah, they but why, set it up. why would it be on the ship? Well, I mean, the I don't know. The, the Franklin <laughs> is pretty old. I mean, it's it's, it's 100, 100 years it's older. Been, it's been crashed for 100 years. So when you go back that far, you're back into the mid-2100s. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe someone on that crew was like an old bike enthusiast. You know what I mean? All right. I, or I was thinking like in, in Firefly, they carry like a four-wheeler with them. Maybe it was yeah. meant to be primitive transportation not, on the surface right, of a exactly. planet or something. Oh, right. uh, okay. Because I just figured like if you were – if it was just a hobby, it would be in the holodeck. Well, they don't have holodecks. Well, they then. don't have holodecks in this one. Oh, sorry. They haven't, they haven't original, invented them yet. <laughs> original series doesn't have holodecks. Correct? Yeah, that's a next-gen right? invention. Yeah. Next, that's a next-gen yeah. thing. That the technology is too advanced. Well, okay. So let's say you don't have a holodeck. <laughs> Where would you even drive a motorcycle – Maybe on when you go on a planet a and you're ship. like, oh, that's what man, I was I, thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to catch some cool airtime. Because okay. it doesn't <laughs> look like the <laughs> Franklin has assume. like shuttles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like transport shuttles. Right. They probably they may have used them to get around once on the planet. Well, I'm not sure. Well, all right. I don't let's, know if they're riding a motorcycle. Let's also assume <laughs> that <laughs> no, <laughs> motorcycle, <laughs> no motorcycle needs any maintenance for a hundred years. <laughs> The Could gasoline. Be. This is the twenty one hundreds. Pristine. Why not? I'm just gonna go with they had. The, by okay. this point, they have perfected battery technology, <laughs> and they have yeah. okay. infinite battery or Fine. some stupid shit. I don't. I know. mean, I just, think it, was it just, just makes it makes typical I, motorcycle sounds because of a speaker that was yeah. not addressed. Yeah, yes. Sure. <laughs> Why not? They I put think it was, baseball cards <laughs> in the spokesstand. That's yeah. how they did it. Yeah. Okay. I think it was so, just Simon Pegg wanting to have fun with Justin Lin and be like, you know, you made these funny Fast okay. and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. Here, so, you know. So let's right. say that these holographic projections can accurately portray what you're doing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's even take the leap that they can like maneuver new terrain and make decisions like they obviously do in the movie. Mm-hmm. Why is the real Kirk driving around putting himself in danger if we can hologram all of these false ones? Well, it copied the real her, right? When she was fighting? Yeah, I think it has to be copying him driving around. They were all doing different paths. It was not just a projection of what he was doing. Maybe they found a way to pre-program it or something. Which is why I don't understand why he'd put himself (laughs) in danger. I like, mean, it was just supposed to be a distraction. I mean, you have to have some action. I well, guess. it turns out to be a good thing because he ends up being able to kind of protect the crew at one point. And yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, with he does super convenient freezing smoke exhaust. I, I never, I don't know, whatever. That yeah. is, that, well, I mean, that was her invention from earlier. Yeah. I mean, it kind of foreshadowed, okay, here's her using this. It's going to happen again later. Yeah. Yeah, because Kirk and right. um, but I mean, Chekhov fine. get stuck well, in know, that stuff it's, earlier. It's, it's silly. You're right. Um, I guess, it was fun. So, I like so it. Jayla, Jayla fights Manus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, and this she gets is, her butt this is billed. Too. This yeah. is billed as like an epic fight. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. But we know dick about Manus. True. Yeah. He is... He's shorter than her. <laughs> he doesn't look physically imposing. And in we're my, somehow 
We're somehow supposed to yeah. cheer for her as though she's overcoming something. In my head canon well, she for does the get movie, beat up pretty bad. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, well, no, she, she does. Like, sucks. Yeah. In my like like <laughs> personal head canon for the movie, um, uh-huh. I feel like that guy pretty much like wrecked her family, or was like was maybe you know instrumental. I in, in, think they were like, implying yes. that because she yeah, says they, at some they, point they like specifically Manus said is, it. Right. Yeah. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, 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 he said something well, like he said, "You're going to die just like your daddy did father, in this yeah. room or something, oh, oh, whatever." Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But well, yeah, that makes sense then to me. I don't know. I was fine with it. I mean, mm-hmm. what, yes. was it kind of like just a, a throwaway fight? Probably, but I don't know. Yeah. But but no, you're right. We don't know much about we don't, we don't know much about any of the bad guys. Really? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, they that's really exactly. don't spend a lot of time I, 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 developing the bad guys. Yeah. If yeah. If they had done what it sounds like they had set out to and made the villain's motive sound uh like it was like it made sense, like yeah. oh I, I totally see why he is against the Federation. Right. Then then yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. They just it, said it, he's he's really angry. Yeah, it, it it definitely is the weak part of the movie, I think. Which um, is the main part. If you're going to have a big budget action movie, you have to give the bad guy a buttload of motivation. Yeah, but I still think the themes overall were good enough to propel the Carry movie. Carry it. Yeah, I, I agree. Guess. I, I mean, agree. okay. So, I think they're interesting and different. I mean, like, Kirk and all the captains, you know, we see them as these, like, noble dudes fighting for the cause day in and day out, but you don't really talk about like the shitty part about being Star Trek captain very, right, right. very much. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? We're like, well, this sucks after a while. So I think that's just kind of a cool, interesting idea to play with. And I yeah. like that they did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so now besides like the individual one-on-one fight, we find yeah. out that, uh, bad guys are headed for Yorktown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're in flight. They're, They're swarming. in flight with their, uh, like, I'm going to say hundreds of thousands, if not I would say, yeah, million. at least a hundred, hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. A yeah. hundred thousand ships. Yeah. All, all, uh, cyberpathically organized. Yeah. Which we, I guess we're about to find out. Now, mm-hmm. uh, when you think of a way to beat them, I... I know that the Beastie Boys comes into your heart. I know that right? the power <laughs> of rock and roll was gonna <laughs> come into play in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of loosely tied together. I'm glad they did it because it made it for a fun summer blockbuster. But yeah. the way they explain that is just like, oh, we have to disrupt the hive, yeah. which I could see like loud music disrupting the connection, but it also destroys them there, too it kind of like blows yeah, them all up five that was five my big problem consecutive with that sentences yeah that explain it as mm-hmm. though they finished filming and they're like oh shit we forgot to say <laughs> why the action We're, scene happened yeah. yeah like why yeah. beastie boys is needed so, i mean i thought it was a fun that they came around came back around yeah. to it and stuff yeah and that, you know it, but I, essentially i like i leaned over to dan at one point and i was like are they like just mowing through the drone planes because oh, yeah. essentially they yeah. are like <laughs> which is really yeah, interesting. the only way that i can that i can make it work in 
in my head is like they're like just plowing through them because they don't know to get out of the way because the Beastie Boys are just like, you know, messing up their senses. But so, that, that that's the weakest scene of the movie to me. But I also like it because of the Beastie Boys song. So it's I'm kind yeah. of like yeah, so torn it's like, between. Oh, okay. the, torn, yeah. the, the whole between. thing is that these things are super organized, and their their ships are built to literally physically smash in to things right. as a weapon. Yeah, right. I don't even know if they shoot at all. It doesn't seem uh, to do. I, I, don't I don't think so. so. Yeah, it doesn't look like they so. They are not only built to smash into things. But yeah. now Spock and Bones have teleported into one. Right. Mm-hmm. I did like that scene. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Except <laughs> the thing is, the first thing they do is crash into another ship. Yeah. Which makes which makes sense. If you immediately take over a ship, there's no reason to believe you would be part of their intricate whatever. Right. Right. The thing is that the whole way we take them down is to disrupt their essentially GPS, their, sure. their, their coordination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we find out that sending them radio signals will do that. Yes. And yeah. not only radio signals, but it has to be the beastie boys. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. They also say there's limited range, which is not True. Because radio signals require a line of sight and they just go. Like, there are radio signals that have Still, left Earth for right. 50 years and they're yeah. just going. Right, right, right. So, what, whatever. Let's just ignore yeah. that. Well, I think so they have what they were implying, really though, is that they needed to be in the hive in order to broadcast to the hive. Like, but, okay, but what I'm saying they work, is... They're proximity-based as well. If you could jam the GPS, they would crash into each other. Mm-hmm. But they just established with the ship that Spock and Bones are on, when they crash into each other, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Well, Yet, that's very true. <laughs> that's very when, true. When, when they play the theme song, everyone yeah. explodes. Yeah, that's the that, that was the point that I didn't understand. To Beastie Boys. Yeah, I didn't Which I I can sympathize with. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't understand it either. I chalked it up to I missed something in, in yeah. the Gobbledygook and you, Star Trek you does did that not, sir. Star Trek does that a lot. Uh mm-hmm. there there'll be like like an episode where Jordy comes in in the last minute and be like, oh, the uh, diaphragm of the Matrix of the canal birth <laughs> stream yeah. uh, circuit, circuit wave is, uh, you know, needs to be taken out. And then they do it and they win. Uh, I, that's yeah. yeah. So, so Jayla you know, has her funny, I, I'll get the beats and shouting. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Whatever. And but, then uh, there's the funny quip about it being well, classical music, haha, ha, yeah. ha, like which yeah. was great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So so Kirk delivers his like Arnold Schwarzenegger '90s movie line, right? Of let's make some noise <laughs> right before like the beat kicks in. <laughs> yeah. It's like ah, oh, god damn it! All right, I, I guess it. sure. I it. it was great. I, so then, on the I, second watch through, I thought what happened was they play it. They disorient everyone, and then they just mow through them. Just the oh, ship just they like kind of runs crash them all. In yeah, because yeah, they were doing of that. Thousands. 
Right. So I don't know I don't if they, they got, that's what I was like. No. I don't know if they got that many, but there that's what they do the, though. The destruction like, around them. Hmm. But, but it was totally not physical contact between the Enterprise and like, or no, the Franklin and all of those things. Oh, speaking of that. Yeah. They got the Franklin, a ship that has not been run for a hundred years to work on basically happy wishes. Well, you mean they didn't, you didn't appreciate the jumpstart of the ship? I, I chalk that that? whole thing up to Jayla taking care of it and kind of like reverbing it. You know, Mm -hmm. I can, I can almost accept that explanation. Uh huh. But why did she camouflage it? So, so the bad no guys couldn't find it. Find it? But they literally are the ones who crash landed it there. Well, you know what? That that kind of plays into my thing that you know the the planet has kind of made them sort of bonkers and kind of crazy, and there's definitely like a patchy memory there to who they really are. I took it as she was camouflaging it because other people on the planet, it seemed like the people there were scavengers um, because Mm -hmm. she immediately scavenges scavenges, um, Scotty's pod when she comes across them and like takes a bunch of stuff. So, or a pod, I don't know which one. So she probably, I took it as she camouflaged it to protect it against the other people who have kind of like escaped the camp and are on, on the ship and stuff. Those are all, those are all people that crawl has crash landed them into the planet. Yeah. What I'm saying is when he was still Balthazar Edison, which is almost (laughs) an equally evil name. Oh, that's a great Mm -hmm. name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he was still Balthazar, obviously (laughs) he was trying to get off the planet. Mm -hmm. Why didn't he use the ship that was about 90% functional? I don't know. (laughs) That's me. That's that's my whole like, reasoning. That he's he's lost. He's lost it. Who who he is? Yeah. Really. I, but I don't know. That's, that, that I mean, I took it as after, like she's been fixing it all this time, and yeah. she was yes, saving it from other people like after he tried for like ten years. You know, like sure, you don't go you don't go crazy on day two. Uh, I know. I know. Like <laughs> you'd be like, okay, well, I definitely just crashed here. Let's see if I can yeah. fix my spaceship is your first thought. He, maybe he was for a while. I mean, yeah, he obviously killed her entire family after he went crazy. Like, so he it could have but been abandoned all, for a long time oh, and she went back to it. Okay. So also he has an army of seemingly unstoppable outside of Beastie Boys ships. And the weapon he's been searching for forever is no more effective than the true. army he already has. Yeah, that's true. His his already army is pretty destructive. I don't know why he needs his mind biological has turned weapon. into a James Bond villain where he needs yeah. fine. I, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. he realized that the You're drone right. army. Once he deploys the drone army, once he really depletes a lot of resources. So it's like. You can't use it more than once. Maybe he needs the biological weapon because he can use it many times, but the drone army can only crash and kill a few times. Yeah. No, because he used the drone army a bunch of times for all those other races, including Jayla's. Maybe. He didn't have the biological weapon until Kirk. Yeah, yeah, but that's also saying that those ships were as big and powerful as the Enterprise. That was very unlikely. 
They could have been small ships that only required like four or five drones to take out. I don't buy it, but okay. They seem like sure. a finite resource to me. Yeah. I, you know. Maybe. <laughs> so. All right. Well. Okay. Edison. So, yeah. No, not Edison. Uh, what's it? Crawl. Yeah. Well, now. he's basically Edison now because he's switched. He's reverted. Um. Because he we're, took we're some human about souls. But the ending. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. They. So the the planet, not planet, the starship. Yorktown. Uh, Yorktown, Yorktown has yeah. now played Beastie Boys as an entire ship. So (laughs) all but conveniently crawl Uh and Spock and Bones Mm -hmm. and two other random ships have been destroyed. Make it through. Yeah. So lucky Spock and Bones (laughs) because everyone else exploded. To be fair, they were kind of maybe avoiding the, the like fiery trails of death. Yeah. yeah, maybe. All right, uh, I, I guess. They, yeah, but the whole Absolutely. planet like I didn't wiped think that out. Was that weird? Wiped out yeah. the other hundred thousand of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. Well, okay. So so Edison's back to being human. They have the fist fight in the air vacuum. So so yeah. So he you know. has the Abernoth, which yeah. is a biological weapon, which is supposedly going to kill everyone. Even though yeah. I think it would take a couple decades <laughs> and at, at at its current right. pace. <laughs> and he's going for the air conditioner, the, the life, air circulation. Yeah, basically, yes. basically the 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 air circulator. So, yeah, the most adv- the most advanced the HVAC. Yeah, there the you most go. Advanced <laughs> way up high place in the in the galaxy as far as the federation is concerned mm-hmm. is reliant upon one 10 one by 10 room, room uh-huh. which has zero security <laughs> and yes. and so does so does the whole sh- so does the whole star star base they have well bought. guns on the outside yeah i mean i think they have perimeter security i wasn't yeah. so certain they were counting so, on stuff making it in the way that it did I thought about this. Okay, so if they did have some kind of defensive army, they went to where Sulu and Uhura sent the distress signal. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Even though you can't send distress signals through the nebula. So, and then at some point, Krull says, yeah, I bet you guys think your your friends are coming to save you, but we changed your coordinates, so Mm. now they're all going to go over this other place. Okay. Which is super convenient for Krull. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because now there's a distress signal to send all of their defenses to some non-existent place. Right. So whatever, I guess. Sure. <laughs> it's fine. It's one of those things where, I mean, you're right. If you, if you pick it apart, it's, it, it doesn't work. Um, if this was an episode that we were doing, just like from a TV series, like, like Next Gen, I would be absolutely destroying it right now mm-hmm. but well, i mean it, it's tough to like d- d- determine a a viewpoint to approach this movie yeah it's like if if you said this was an expendables i would have stopped it yeah it was fun great sure sure but i feel like star trek and i maybe this is wrong has taken on the the the, the approach of being like the thinking man sci-fi Mm-hmm. Where it's like this, like, I don't know, like, uh, moral dilemmas and, mm-hmm. and over 
starship explosions. Overarching like themes versus versus like action so, plots. Yeah, so yeah I, but I the feel, movies I, I feel justified in tearing it apart because sure. Oh yeah, no no, I'm I'm not saying you I, shouldn't. It's, it's I'm just taking saying on a more intellectual name than I, I think this movie was trying to go for. Yeah. I disagree with you because I think you yourself have said many times that you like television and good television because you can do long form storytelling, like long arcs. What Star Trek yes. is decent at doing. You don't do that with a movie. With a movie, you tell one story, you get in, you get out. It's like explosions, shoot them up. It's a summer blockbuster. I think it was exactly what it was supposed to be. And but, a long form story would have been Star Wars Episode One, like when they talk they, shit ton about displom- yeah, diplomacy and everyone hated it. Like trade federation. Never, they, yeah, they no one on gives a, a shit about trade federation like, and canon by calling it Star Trek. By naming yeah, but they all do that. I mean, they do people. do some of that. I mean, they do take on some canon, especially in the first film of the J.J. Abrams one. Um, they create like a whole alternate universe, similar canons and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I think uh, had it been dis- diplomacy, you would have hated it even more. So, no, like, see, I I'm interested in in that. No, I know, but like, I feel like they use the show for the long storytelling they use the movies for the like shoot 'em up blockbusters and that's the way it's kind of always been mm. and i feel like had they gone the diplomacy moral dilemmas route and stuff like that would have been star wars episode one with jar jar binks and everyone hates it yeah. See, okay, okay. so okay go ahead so simon Pegg, you know had obviously been like attacked by star trek uh truthers or whatever you want to call them and and i I would have accepted if he just said you know what guys i'm just making a star trek movie like leave it alone (laughs) i don't have to fit into your goddamn. oh i didn't know that i didn't know that happened and so so his response was that spock's incursion from the prime universe created a multi-dimensional reality shift uh, the rift in space-time created an entirely new reality in all directions, top to bottom, from the Big Bang to the end of everything. And mm-hmm. such, this reality was, is, and always will be subtly different from the Prime Universe. Yeah. Which seems like a, no, no, fuck you guys. Like, it totally fits when it really well, doesn't. Well, I agree well, with no, that. Well, no, because this, the second uh, film, it's a a role switch, right? In the wrath yeah. of Khan, like they switch who's stuck in the, whatever the chamber is that emits all the radiation. So that was done like purposefully yeah. to show that this is a different version of that reality. Like yeah. they literally switch the characters that yeah. go through that struggle. Right. See, <laughs> see, I go one more than that. I, I divorced these films pretty much from everything else. Star Trek. I don't even Me see too. them yeah. as th- this is a reboot universe. In in my mind, I've taken it to the point where that's like like prime Spock. That's not even Spock from um, the movies that I grew uh, up with. But see that that's what I wanted to say. But for for me to because ex- because the the first remake one in '09 was already so different. There were things that weren't the same on just a fundamental level with the way that the show looked and like felt that 
I had to think of these as just pure remakes. And well, that yeah. I want um, them to just say everything starts in 2009. Yeah. We're only going off of our own thing. Well, they, they kind of have because in that movie they say, oh, we're, we're in an alternate reality now. Like they literally mm-hmm. say that. Yes. Like yeah. that's a line from that movie. Yeah, so, I guess. I don't so, know. I don't know. It just doesn't sit right in my I understand. brain. I understand. Well, no, me, me neither, but that's how I had to justify it. Uh, and out of those, this one, I think, does the best job with really, like, <laughs> like I said, in spite of all the problems this movie has plot-wise, it feels most like what the characters should be for me because they've they've gone through this kind of trial by fire they've lost their ship they've gotten a new ship you know um and i i just feel like i feel like it did a good job with kind of exploring kirk's legacy spock's legacy you know almost almost everyone's legacy really so all right i don't know like I guess it's just uh I would like to say I, I I don't mean to just criticize the film. It it legitimately was a fun experience yeah. and I walked out of the theater with a positive outlook. Good. Yeah. It's it's just you can't look any deeper and I feel like with Star Trek you should be able to. Sure. For for me I was able to look deeper. I could see where someone could not be able to look deeper, but for the 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 things that I got out of out of it, I was able to kind of extrapolate. Okay, they were really kind of saying that this is the start of this crew's journey. Finally, after Into Darkness kind of relied so much on what had come before, like almost way too much. This movie kind of you know. All new races, all new tech, um, like all new, you know, plots really. And that's not like, I mean, lots of movies do new original ideas, but to see it, to see them finally do something totally new was, 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 was nice. That's the thing. I, I, I wish it kind of was totally new. Yeah. But this was just another reptile alien looking for revenge. Okay. Well, you right. Know? Right. But in the scheme of Star Trek, it didn't have a villain who had been there before. You know, it didn't have Earth. You know, almost almost all Star Trek movies, they at least visit Earth once. So it was mm-hmm. nice that there was no Earth. Um, well, I don't know. It, Earth was in- interchangeable with Yorktown. It's the same place. Yeah. But it wasn't the Earth, so I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I, just, I don't know. I, I I keep on saying this, but I, I feel like the the themes that Kirk and Spock and all of them go through was enough for me. But I can totally see where all it right. was not enough for someone else. So uh, speaking of Yorktown, the yeah. uh, the the apparent leader, Commodore Paris. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not to Tom Paris. That's Voyager. exactly right. <laughs> and uh, when, when asked about it in some interview, Simon Pegg uh, said, yeah, it is a nod to Tom Paris, probably his grandmother or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Or grand, I'm sure, grandmother. I'm, I'm sure yeah. there are 
tons of little Star Trek nods that I missed. There, there's there's some really cool ones. Like um, from the very beginning, Kirk says it's their 966th day in in space, mm-hmm. and the original Star Trek debuted September uh, 1966. So like 966. All right, that okay. was a nod to that. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in this movie that's like that, and okay. that stuff for me kind of goes a long way. You know, like that little kind of touches. Oh yeah, absolutely um, for sure. I, you know. I love the like fan service. Yeah. To like, okay, the new go the new Ghostbusters. Uh huh. I hated that movie. Right. But I loved like thirty different parts of it. Yeah, because there of were like, how much? Yeah. Right. It, it, it all it all it's all great. Um, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of I cool parts the, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I found about this movie was uh apparently there was some some controversy about making a character gay. Yes. Yes, so they made Sulu gay. Right. They asked George Takai right. about making Sulu gay and he was not for that. He thought they should make a brand new that. character. Hmm. Yeah, his I, I was a little conflicted with what he said. He he said that it was against Gene Roddenberry's vision of the Sulu character. Um, Sulu had a family, you know, like he had a daughter, and you know, right. gay people can totally have daughters. But George Takei took issue with that, that for that character, Gene Roddenberry had a specific character story. Like he did right. with all the characters. And well, yeah, he, he wanted f- a new character to I be gay. I feel like that justification isn't great, though, because it is a new character. It's a different I agree. reality. Yeah, right, it's exactly. a different universe. Like, right. There's, uh, right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I mean I'm, just, I'm surprised that that was his criticism, but okay. I, I don't sure. think he was completely, like, negatively against it. I think he just wanted it to remain true to yeah, his character. Yeah. He eventually came around to it. Yeah. And was like kind of okay. accepting of the disagreement. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. Simon Pegg specifically said, uh, I mean, it could have been anybody. Kirk is a pansexual fun right. seeker. Yeah. Who true. knows why yeah. Bones got divorced? Nobody yeah, said I mean, Spock and Uhura were exclusive. Kirk could yeah. check, uh, che- totally be check like, off like his. Why, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Check off his permanently yeah. horny. And let's face it, there's more to Scotty and Keenzer than meets the eye. The fact is, we chose Sulu because of George. There was something sweet and poetic about it, and I I like it. Yeah, I think I thought so too. That was a nice nod. And Roddenberry was super into free love, future, and pansexualness. You know, he that was like his whole thing was exploring that idea of what sexuality would be like in the future. So, so yeah, Yeah. run with it. I like it, Star Trek. Good job. I mean, I mean, I like it. I just think that George Takei was coming from the point of. He was so, you know, at one with his character for 50 years, you know? Right. And I think it was hard for him to be like, well, okay, my friend wrote this character a certain way, Mm -hmm. even if it is an an homage to me, which it totally is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I would rather it be my friend's vision of what he he liked. But like you said, at the end of the day, he he came around to it and and all all is well. Oh, cool. One other thing I have to mention, which is not fun, but okay. just stuck in my mind, sure. is uh, toward the end, when they're celebrating, I believe it's Kirk's birthday. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And they say, to absent friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the very next frame is Chekhov or Anton... Yeah, I right. forget his name. Yeah, Anton. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Chekhov. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, oh, man, that that sucks. Yeah. They're, like, you know, they're literally like tributing people that are not there. And I feel like it's just like, oh, man, they must have cut this movie before he died because. Oh, I took it as the opposite. Like oh, when okay. they're saying here's the lost friends. They're talking about like literally like. 50 to 60% of their crew that was lost. And then I thought that maybe they recut it to show him as a last frame for that reason. Yeah. Beth, that's uh, the end. That's, the movie's that's dedicated to it. him. Yeah. yeah. They ended up de- the movie and the end of the credits, I think says like, it says like in memory of Leonard Nimoy and then for Anton or something yeah, like that. That's totally how I saw yeah. it. it. It meant the people in the movie, but it also meant him as well. I, yeah, I'm almost a hundred percent sure they recut that scene to, to show him there. And I thought yeah. that was, I thought it was, that was sad nice. though, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Sad. yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that, I, I was I don't know about you guys, but I was really upset about the news that that he had passed. Yeah, he was. He I was really actually, like him as an actor. Yeah, he he's was really, really cool. good. He's he's done some really interesting like indie films. Um, uh, what's the one oh, that he I, did I with the girl? Seen you that. What you haven't seen any of his other? Movies? I haven't seen any of his other stuff. No. Yeah, he there was oh like crazy is what it was. There, that was on Netflix for a while. That was that's a really a great good movie. movie. That's um, a really good movie. Yeah, it's really good. It's sad. Yeah, I cried like a baby. Like it's a really yeah. really good movie. And then um, he's also in Green Room as uh, oh I didn't one see the, that one the punk kids and he's he, fucking awesome in that movie. Is he the guy? Did he play Odd Thomas in Odd Thomas? Uh, yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that movie's really good. Um, yep. so yeah, he's a great actor. He does a lot of really interesting indie yeah, or did a lot of yeah. really interesting indie stuff. It was just a really sad, like freak accident, which actually I learned in one of the classes I took in grad school happens more often than you'd think. <laughs> so people oh, really? get run over by their own cars. Yeah. Well, his truck um, just rolled back right into him, like yeah. him in the mailbox and just like and it, pinned him. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was That's really crazy. Sad. That's super I know. Sad. Yeah, very. Um, so and then, that was and then the movie upsetting. actually, yeah, it was it was really upsetting. And the movie actually had a really nice send off to the original Spock too. When uh, mm-hmm. new Spock looks at at the picture of Spock yes. and the whole crew. Okay, I thought, yeah, I thought, so, that, was nice. I thought that was nice. I that yeah. Was nice. So new Spock, yeah, is looking at a picture, <laughs> yeah, of what his friends might look like in fifty years. Yes. That's got to be weird. <laughs> oh, no. It's and what he will probably totally look trippy like in for that years. character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's totally like a, like a what the fuck for that character. But I, I thought uh-huh. it was, I, I, I thought it was sweet. It was, it was, it was mm-hmm. like a nice send off to the original crew, too, which once and again goes, goes on. This, this crew is now shedding that crew and yeah. saying goodbye and, you know. I thought it, I thought the idea too of Spock actually like keeping that possession because you know Vulcans are super logical they don't you know let emotion in they don't show emotion and stuff but for him to like have an artifact basically like this picture but frame of all of his friends I think was he, kind of like an important isn't point. He all, yeah, isn't he only half Vulcan? He is half Vulcan. He is half Vulcan. Yeah, that's why he's yeah. so flawed and yeah he's always had to deal with that like he's never been a true perfect vulcan that can totally master his feelings yeah why why this this movie starts and ends with his relationship status (laughs) 
Yeah, right? basically. <laughs> yes. <Right>? Basically. <laughs> Which we didn't um, even touch on at all, like, but that's fine. Yeah. How weird would it be to like go through the affects that you leave behind as an old person? That's that would like be weird. super weird. Yes, but it's that's very weird. Weird. Break your brain. It's very cool <laughs> sci-fi element too. That's kind of neat. No, I love yeah, it. I, I wish I wish that this stuff was more about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Than I don't know. Yeah. A soldier who who is so evil he quotes I I hate unity and <laughs> and and friendship and kittens will be your downfall. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, very I'm, much I'm, I'm shocked he didn't kill a dog. Oh yeah. Because oh, that's like no. the movie villain thing to do to show you're the bad guy. <laughs> it's it's very uh, much yes. the the watchman bad guy kind of reason. Like humanity needs a common enemy or goal to band together and move forward. It's essentially what, right. what Crawl was doing. He was like, right. we become I weak. Don't know. Like, we need a, a devastating event to bind us all together. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's not but like in the, like in the, if you're talking to talk, bring about the Watchmen, like they kind of made a good point. Oh yeah. Like, but that's why that story they, is interesting. They, ne- they right. never showed any weakness in unity here. Well, that's true. It was, it was <laughs> yeah, just, hey, everything's going great. Yeah. And now this ex-soldier who loves war but he doesn't thinks think, he's, he thinks doesn't think he's it's going great. to some... I, and he did this whole thing to improve humanity. Yeah. Because we're better with struggle, I guess. Struggle made him stronger on the planet. Maybe he feels that we can conquer the universe if, if we embrace our... I mean, yes, it, it is a flawed character motivation but that's that's just this movie so okay so uh we did it last impression or uh sorry not, not last impression uh dan was it worth the voyage despite all of the headaches and <laughs> bullshit this was a fun movie yeah i say it's worth i say it's worth the voyage awesome beth worth the yeah, voyage i uh yes I think it is worth a voyage. I think you should watch it without over-rationalizing the flaws too much and just enjoy a fun Star Trek romp. Um, yeah, and go see it. It's really good if you haven't seen it yet. Awesome. New? Um, yeah, I think listeners have, have heard me be a, like an apologist for this movie like <laughs> enough this episode. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had to attack it the whole time. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad you did. That's kind of my role. Um, yeah, I, you know, in spite of all of its flaws, I feel like I said many times before, it it really captures the heart of the characters, and I like that they now move on into their own era. Um, so I'm excited to see what more will come from the, from this particular crew. So, so yes, yeah, me too. I can't wait, can't wait to see yeah. you know what what the next Star Trek movie is all about. Hopefully, there's many yeah. more. Well, doesn't doesn't the new show come out soon? Next year, next uh, yes. April, March or April. So, yep. All right, I'm yeah. pretty excited about that. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, I'm not hoping for bad episodes, but maybe there'll be some that we can cover. 
Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, despite their intentions, there'll be plenty I'm sure to talk I will about. love all yeah. of them. <laughs> um, speaking of bad episodes, our next episode, we will talk about Spock's brain um, yeah. from the original Assu- series. Ooh, can't wait. <laughs> Assuming I don't so. delete it. Uh, it's it's going to be great either way. I am excited because Spock's brain has been on every list I've seen. Yes. Of when you when you look for a worst episode Star Trek, worst episode Next Generation, worst episode any other words. Yeah. It is just about universally in the top three. It's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen it be number one on many lists. So I, I can't wait. I'm Very so excited. excited. Very no, I don't. I, I don't think I've seen any of any full episodes of the original series, so this is going to be great. It's going to be. I'm. I'm looking forward to it a lot. It's going to be awesome. All right. Cool. It's going to be awesome. Very good. Uh, we got no until Q&A, next time. But oh, if we you do? do have Q and A. No, oh. I, I said we oh, got we okay. we we got none. But if you do have some, <laughs> please uh, email us at make it so so podcast uh, at gmail dot com. Visit you us can find on us. the web <laughs> at our website, ahead, make it so so podcast.com. Or you can find us on our Twitter handle at make it so so cast. Yes. And send us questions, <laughs> comments. You can send us, uh, you know, whatever you some want. Some nudes. Yeah, but everyone, thanks for listening. I know we, we've almost gone almost an hour and 50 minutes. That's pretty awesome, guys. Oh, my God. Um, I apologize for... to anyone oh. that has made it this far. Oh, I think it's one of our best. So I, <laughs> I am jealous that they got to hear such great quality audio. So, uh, all right. Excellent. And, uh, all right, guys. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.